Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, that is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It has been published in a prestigious journal. And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Can you hear that? We got the hurricane moving through. Uh, I'm reading from Classification and Staging of Morgellons Disease Lessons from Syphilis. One of my favorite studies, by the way. This thing is thorough. I'm just going to read the abstract. uh, And I definitely appreciate the authors for making this information public. Uh, I think more people need to really take a look at this. Introduction. Morgellons disease is a contested dermopathy that is associated with Borrelial spirochetal infection. A simple classification system was previously established to help validate the disease based on clinical features. Methods Drawing on historical and pathological parallels with syphilis, we formulated a more detailed staging system based on clinical features as well as severity of skin lesions and corresponding histological infection patterns as determined by anti-Borrelia immunohistical chemical staining results. Clinical classes one through four of Morgellons disease are further characterized as mild, moderate, and severe, or stages A, B, and C, respectively. Based on histiopathological findings, stage A lesions demonstrated little or no immune infiltrates and little or no disorganization of cells. Macrophages were not present, and hemorrhage was negligible. Extracellular isolated spirochetes and intracellular staining of keratinocytes in the lower epidermis was occasionally seen. Stage C lesions demonstrated positive staining of keratinocytes in the stratum basal and stratum spinosum and positive intracellular staining of macrophages for Borrelia. Aggregate Borrelia colonies were frequently encountered hemorrhage was frequent, and intracellularly stained fibroblasts were occasionally seen. Stage B lesions demonstrated a pattern immediate between stages A and C. Conclusion The enhanced staging system provides objective criteria to assess the severity of dermopathy in Morgellons disease. Further studies are needed to determine the optimal treatment for MD based on this staging system related to Borrelia infection. So, let's just talk about a few things that we uh, just learned there. First and foremost, there are four classes of MD, Morgellons disease. Uh, one, two, three, and four. And 
the way they put this classification system together was drawing on the lessons learned from syphilis. Uh, because we have a lot, and I mean a lot of 20th century, early 20th century literature on syphilis that is highly compelling. And so they took that evidence and they formulated a classification system. So when somebody goes in with sores on their body, the doctor can now classify what stage of the disease this individual is in. Granted, they're a Morgellons disease patient, and I'm going to say something about that in just a second. <coughs> All right, and so what they determined was that clinical classes one through four of Morgellons are further categorized as mild, moderate, and severe, or stages A, B, and C, respectively. So if you go in and you've got sores um, from head to toe and you're miserable, you'd spend a lot of time on the floor, you're probably going to be maybe a stage C, which would be the most. Stage C lesions demonstrated positive staining of keratinocytes in the stratum basal and stratum spinosum and positive intracellular staining of macrophages for Borrelia. So they're saying that they can uh, do an anti-Borrelia stain on the skin tissue, the tissue, not the blood, the tissue, and get an antibody response. Um, stage A, of course, would be if you just come in and you've got like one or two pinpricks on your arm. They've been there for several weeks. You're starting to get concerned about them. At that point, the bacteria hasn't had a chance to colonize your entire body. It's at some point. Um, but it's obviously not a situation where you have several aged biofilm colonies uh, densely scattered throughout your body. <clears throat> you still have a chance to get on that standard of care treatment, you know, just two or three weeks of uh, doxycycline, whatever it is, and that may actually knock the infection out if it's new, if it hasn't had time to disseminate. But if you get to the point where you've been taking two weeks of antibiotics and uh, two weeks of steroids uh, every couple months for several years, then you pro you're probably going to be jam-packed with the bacterial infections. Uh, I gotta say a word about biofilm. Biofilm is the word, the term means colony of pathogens. And to put that in perspective, what happens is the pathogens build themselves a habitat inside wherever they're at. Let's say it's at the bottom of a pond or in your swimming pool in the backyard, you know pool guy's got to come out and clean that gunk up well packed inside that gunk at the very bottom is a host of uh, microbial life germs uh, bacteria viruses fungus molds and all sorts of crazy stuff that i don't i'm not even aware of but that's what the term biofilm means 
So you you'll find biofilms everywhere in life because that is the standard mode of existence for bacteria. Just you never see one bacterial cell by itself, you know, roaming off doing the you know loner thing. Yeah being a transient but they're always in groups and uh, uh polymicrobial groups it's never just a single type of bacteria generally biofilms host six to eight various kinds of pathogens i'm gonna throw another link to that class i took about biofilms uh in the description of course but getting back to the classification and staging of morgellons the biggest takeaway from this is that uh, there are there there's a scale, and the scale is based on sores on your body with observable filaments. All right, now let's talk about who this applies to because this doesn't apply to everybody with sores. Um, this study says that they had to meet the criteria of Morgellons disease and that's defined in the materials and methods section cohort selection <coughs> so does anybody going in with sore in their body sores on their bodies won't necessarily apply here's here's who this is applicable towards Patients from across North Carolina were selected for study, provided they met the case definition for Morgellons disease as determined by a healthcare practitioner, and that they had lesions suitable for histological sectioning. The case definition used in this study required the presence of spontaneously developing cutaneous lesions with embedded or projecting red, white, blue, green, or black filaments. Prior testing for Borrelia infection was not required. The MD patients were then classified for duration and location of MD lesions, as previously proposed. Okay, so, you go in with sores in your body. The first thing the doctor should do is pull out a microscope and see if you have multicolored embedded filaments inside those sores. Microscopic filaments at least 50 times magnification to be able to see those things. If you do, then the classification and staging of what you've got, which is Morgellons disease, uh, can be accomplished so that they can determine the severity and then figure out the best method of treatment. I'm not going to read everything in there, but I definitely wanted to make everybody aware that that's what's going on. That's what classification and staging means. It means figuring out, okay, A, do you have the disease? B, uh, at what stage is the disease progression? And because we are talking about a bacterial infection. And here's the problem is a lot of people think that uh, antibiotics it's even a singular antibiotic is going to wipe out infections in the bloodstream. Now, perhaps in the bloodstream it will, but it will. Those biofilm colonies—they're anchored uh, inside the blood vessels, inside the heart valves, most notably on the surfaces of your teeth. That's exactly what plaque is. 
if you were to take plaque and look at it under a microscope, uh, you would realize that it's just a bundle of germs. That's what plaque is, tooth plaque. It's a bundle of germs, straight up. Do that sometime. Take plaque from your teeth and look at it under a high-powered microscope. Tell me what you see. And so when you get to that point to where those colonies are in your knee, uh, they're in your urinary tract, they're in your colon, then you're looking at developing the death. And you can't come back from the death. So that's what this study is for, is to try to keep you from dying. Because if they can figure out what it is, then they won't just throw antipsychotics at it and hope you don't hurt yourself anymore. This way, they can figure out what kind of antibiotics you need to be on and for how long to actually take care of the condition so you can go back to enjoying a normal life. <laughs>